Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. Uh, I'm joined by Elijah. How's it going, Elijah? I'm all good. I'm all good. It's coming Rome, bro. It's coming Rome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also joined by Timmy. How's it going, Timmy? Forza Italia. <laughs> wow. I hear you, Roy's. I hear you, boys. I can't I can't disagree. Um, before we get into the podcast, I'll do the usual. I'll plug our socials. If you're not already following us on Twitter, we're at TLF underscore Mugga. Make sure you follow. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. That's Touchline Fracker. Uh, and the Discord. The Discord, we, we've been resting during the Euros. We obviously were in there for the, for the England games and a couple of other big games. But we're going to be back. Um, with a bang for the new season. We've got an announcement that should be coming sometime this week. So 
probably hear about it on next week's episode of Mogga, but keep your ears to the street. We've got an announcement coming for you guys. Um, but with all that being said, it's the evening after the night before. England have lost the Euros final at Wembley. Um, quite a lot to get into because quite a few of our players played a, a prominent part in that game in, in one way or the other. Um, so um, I'll start with you. I'll start with you, Elijah. Um, let's let's start. Let's work our way through the whole game. Yeah, let's not just go right to the end or start in the middle or whatever. So let's start from the beginning. And Timmy, feel free to to jump in whenever you know. I know you've been going. You've been having a few conversations about the game today. So yeah, Elijah, take us away. Your thoughts going into the game, etc. Um, thoughts going into the game. Um, England set up with the three-five-two, which was understandable because I felt like. Rather than get into a midfield battle with Italy, he would much rather uh, target the sides. So with Italy, they let their wingers tuck in a lot and then the midfield spreads to cut, try to cover them. And plus, now that spin, Azola is not there. Um, it was going to be Emerson was going to get forward and Di Lorenzo is more of a defensive right back. So I feel like they targeted that area to make sure that their sides were very secure, just to stop. So so they'll be able to double up on the wingers and also have an overload on their full fullbacks, which makes sense. But um, And for the goal, that is essentially what happened. Walker makes that long underlap to create some space for Trippier and he's able to cross it into the box and at the back post, Shaw comes in as the other wing back to score. So... Just in terms of that, it worked very well. But you then saw the de- the detriments of it quite quickly because after a good 20-minute flurry, which, I mean, it's always going to happen. England are at Wembley. It's the final. Like, it's, it's a big tournament Fans for them. behind them. Exactly. So, like, because of that, there was that, there was that press. But as soon as that died down a bit, you saw England try to get back into a difficult shape. It was essentially a 5-4-1. Um, and you saw very quickly Kane got isolated and you can see that the only way they could break out was usually through Rice running up the pitch or maybe a pass from uh, Maguire or, 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 or a switch or something like that. But as soon as Italy got a hold of the ball and, and they started to pass it around, it just became, uh, it became a second part of the Croatia semi-final really. And it was just very obvious what 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 was going to happen, and it's I say it's quite surprising, but given who who they have as manager, it was just so obvious that they were going to concede and they were just going to try and sit on it for as long as possible. Um, I think since the second half, Italy finally woke up. They started to make more runs into the box, and one good thing that um, Mancini done was that he he switched to the false nine with Insigne to drop in and create kind of like a diamond so that it was too much for Phillips and Rice. The Ratty was also sitting a little bit deeper, so there was no reason for Phillips to go up and press him as much. And then that freed up Chiesa and Berardi as well. And you just saw they they just kept ticking over and ticking over. But, I mean, the, the, the goal didn't really come from, like, their dominance it just came from like a corner but it was very well deserved and i mean the the rest of the game was was pretty pretty tight but i feel like with it with italy with um what they've had to deal with in terms of like 
Pellegrini was out with COVID. There was another player that was out with COVID recently as well. Zaniolo's not there. I'm not sure if Sensi was fit or fit enough or not, but that is a lot of their like midfield. Oh. Like so, yeah. So there were a lot of midfield uh, offensive players that the they could have brought. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to to change the game, which they didn't have. They had a lot of strikers and and wingers really, but. Not the only real outlet yeah. was Chiesa. So I mean, as as the changes started to come, Italy weren't as effective. But I mean, you've seen throughout the tournament there there are two ways they can play. They can bosh in possession, and if they need to sit back and and basically just see it out, they can do that. I feel like the onus was on England to actually press because they have the better bench, and you just didn't, didn't see that from Southgate. He was very reserved. He made. He, he made two changes up until like 120th minute and the other two changes were for the pens. So um, personally, I, I think it was just a very poor performance from Southgate. I wasn't impressed with England. Italy, to me, just done war well, what they had to do. And I mean, the, the penalty shootout, yeah, I mean, that to me, that was just really ridiculous. I think the lineup was re- absolutely ridiculous. Kane going first, fine. Maguire going second fine. Rashford, he's he's the second best. He's in he's in the top two penalty takers that was available. So he so he either has to go first or last. Um, him going third was so weird to me. But then he should still score his pen, and it's unfortunate that he dragged it a bit. Sancho and Saka being the last two was just ridiculous, and I have I have no idea what Southgate Wolves playing at with that. But yeah. Those were my, my thoughts on the game. Thanks. I, I thought you were going to like break it into sections and then Timmy would do his uh, back for forth. Nah, nah, nah. It's fine. You've given us the whole game and we'll work with that. So, Timmy, mm-hmm. I want to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what Elijah's like, bro. When Elijah hits the monologue, fam, there's no it's point. It. You have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to keep going. Uh, what was I going to say? So, let's start with um, Luke Shaw. Not just his goal, but I want to talk about his tournament as a whole off the back of the season that he had. Um, obviously, great, great take for his goal. Um, what did you think of his yeah. performance yesterday, Timmy? And I guess um, his performance in the tournament in general. Um, overall, I think he's he he's, he would be unlucky in my book. If I was doing my um, team of the tournament, he would be unlucky. He'd just miss out for me. Um, I think Spinozola was um, was the better was the better um, left back. I think he was unbelievable. That's not to say that Shaw wasn't really good as well. Because um, he was, he was really, really good. And um, from when he came into the team, he just looked comfortable. He he built this rapport with Sterling that you'd never expect a City and, and United um, player to have together. It's kind of like Maguire and Stones at the back as well. Like they had this rapport. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I believe it was before the Czech game. It was either before the Czech game or after the Czech game. Luke Shaw came out and he just um, he criticised Mourinho um, or responded. Let's call it responded. He responded to all the critiques that Mourinho had been giving him. And from when he just said, like, basically to Jose, just get a life. Like, why do you keep talking about me? He just wanted a tear from them. Like, unbelievable. Uh, Czech, he was, he was great. Um, Ukraine, he was exceptional. That's his best game of the tournament, Ukraine. Ukraine, he was unbelievably good. Um, after Ukraine, uh, who did England beat after Ukraine? 
sorry, they beat Germany, then Ukraine. So Germany, then yeah. Ukraine, then they beat Denmark. Um, again, mm -hmm. who was good against Denmark. I think yesterday, after the goal, um, I'd just give it an average performance, to be honest with you. I'd give it an average performance. Um, he did what he needed to, which is get a goal. So he's always, for me, like going to have the 7 out of 10 performance. But again, the way Italy controlled large parts of that game and um, the way that Southgate set the team up meant that, you know, there's there was not much Luke Shaw really could do whilst the, um, Italy was suffocating the life out of us with the ball. I think there was a time in the game where it was like 73 to 27% possession. And this was at um and this was at one nil England. I kept saying the worst thing that England could do is score early. Because scoring early meant that they'd uh, they'd approach the game this way. And um it's a shame because again with all the attacking all the attacking talent that we have on the bench and the fact that we, we actually have played really well this tournament, uh, I don't care who we've played or who they've played, because it's not really, but um, they've played really, really well um, for large parts of the tournament from, I'd say, Czech Republic onwards. I've been impressed with England. So, um, you know, it's, it's quite difficult to, um, to take the way that um, they lost. I do think that um, Italy were the better team over the 120 minutes, for sure. And um, sure was good. It sure was good, but just that um, after the goal, not not any like notable mistakes and not um, many things notable that he did better after the goal, obviously. So yeah. Cool, cool. So yeah, I think you broke down Luke Shaw pretty well, Elijah. I'm going to come across to you to speak about the skipper Harry Maguire. I saw a couple of tweets today. I can't get that penalty out of my mind. Um, listen, it was a thunder blaster, whatever they want to, whatever you want to call it, thunder bastard or whatever. He's not going to call me a hater, yeah. That's what you're going to call me a hater. You hold on to me, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> right, I saw cool. your comment, I saw your comment. <laughs> <All right>, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elijah, I want you to talk about um, Maguire's performance, um, his tournament, and obviously, we, we've been quite critical of, of Maguire on this pod. And, and I've been checking the Twitter account. I've seen a few people adding us saying, guys, is it time to, on air, retract your statements about Maguire? So I'd like you to give your thoughts and then we'll, we'll all give our thoughts on his performance. Um, um, Maguire was great, uh, as he has been since he's come back into the team. He was great. He, um, I mean, to be fair, he was playing up against Immobile and um, Immobile and Berlotti a lot of the time. And I mean, that's those aren't players to me. So, I mean... I mean, there were times where Chiesa was in that channel against him and they didn't really get Chiesa up against Maguire enough for my liking. But, um, yeah, I mean, when Chiesa switched to the left-hand side, he looked, he looked a lot better anyway, so that's neither here nor there. But um, Maguire, yeah, he was good. Like, he, he's just, he just looks like he's playing with confidence and off instinct right now. And when you're playing like that, it's just... It's just automatic. I think the relationship with Shaw really helps as well. And just them two have really, it's weird, it's them two have really grown together this season. And and it's good good to see. But I mean, in terms of, we, we, we always know that one of the best things about him is that he can carry the ball out really well. He's decent at passing. He can always get his head on the ball. 
Um, but what I what what I've really liked is that he's been very proactive in terms of stepping in, and maybe that is a consequence of the fact that he has a DM there. That I mean, I say a DM, but it's basically an, another centre back in Declan Rice, and then um, he has Stones there as well. He's performed really well, so he he does have a lot of protection around him. So he does have that confidence just to step in. Whereas at United, he might not have that same confidence, but. That is that is the Maguire that I was seeing at Hull. And that was the Maguire that I sometimes saw at Leicester. So it's just good to see that he's he's, he's performing like this and he's performing like this on the bigger stage. In terms of overall, I mean, for me, he's been perform, he's been performing like this for since December, January. Um I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's nice. You're doing it, bro. <laughs> yeah, now you're doing it. Me how? Not since, bro. Not since December, January, man. Yeah, no. Nah. I think it's been around no. January bro, to be honest. Since, since January, since the Sheffield United game, I'll probably. When say did we then. draw? When did we draw with Leicester? December. All right, so it's not December then, because he had a shock out that day. Did he? Or am I wrong? I think, I, I think it'll be. I think it's January. Yeah, did he? Bro, I'll give you lot February, I think. <laughs> Bro, in January, we lost to Sheffield United. We drew with Everton. We drew no, no, with we Arsenal. Drew, we drew with Everton in, in Feb, which, I mean, that, that third goal even, was... Even, even, even worse. That, that third goal was... All, but still, like, you can have mistakes and still be good over a uh, time period for, for me. So I, yeah, I, I feel like... So I thought. So I feel like with Jack, with, with Jack, since January he has been good, and it's been good consistently enough, and it, and and it's actually been littered with great games. So it's like you know what, fair enough. But I mean, it's like five months. I mean, let's say we've seen with Pogba, he had a good few months. There, there, there's no one here. asking for 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 him to be labelled the best midfielder on on the planet again and all that stuff and to at man i mean yeah he's had he's had a good five months let's see if he can continue it if, if you can well done because then you've proven us all wrong but i mean this was always going to happen anyway with because of the because of the reaction to his stands people are gonna can't, can't come back even harder so that's fine but hopefully he c- continues to play play this way um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. I don't really care about the guy that, that, that much, to be cool. honest. So, um, if you could mute yourself to me, that'd be great. But also on top of that, um, <laughs> no, you didn't, didn't um, but it's cool. Um, do you think it's sustainable? I guess is what I want to ask. So obviously you've said, can he sustain this? Um, like, can he keep it up? Do you think it's sustainable? And I think from my perspective, if it is sustainable, then from there, it's a different conversation. It's a different conversation in terms of our centre-back pairings. And we'll, we'll get onto it later. So I'll ask first you to me. Um, get, give your thoughts on Maguire because you've been one of the biggest, his biggest critics. Do you think this level of performance is sustainable? And, and what does it mean for us, mean for us if it is? Um, I think it is. I, I think it is. I think um, Maguire's, uh, he's turned a corner for sure. Um, and it's a bit mad because I've been hating on him for time, 
I've been hating on him for a time. He's turned the corner, though. Uh, he's been exceptional this tournament. I don't think he was the best defender of the tournament, but he's been exceptional, man. Like, let's just call, call it what it is. And um, I think he will only get better next to someone like Varane. So if you bring me, if you bring me Raphael Varane, then I'm all in. I'm all in, bro. He's still got the defi- some deficiencies that I don't want as a centre-back. All in. Hashtag all in. Okay. He, he's, he's, still got, he's still got some deficiencies that I don't want as a centre-back. But listen, bring me Varane and I'm all in with this guy. I don't want people getting too gassed, though, because yesterday's pen, Luke. Nah, I think Luke. that was intentional, man. Nah. Oh, do, no, you no, no. Just, do you think he just put his foot through it and yeah, wherever yeah. it went is wherever no, it went? No, no. He so it could have gone, they could have gone straight down, it could have gone to yeah, left, it could have gone yeah, over, yeah, it just yeah. happened to go top right. Yeah, yeah. But brother, I, I don't care. That is the best pen and, the, I, and that celebration was too... I was bro- gassed. I was gassed. Man, I was, man, oh, and, and, and let's go. Let's go. Hey, oh, I, I thought I thought he I thought he was gonna miss. Yeah, I, even he before he I, I didn't it. think he was gonna miss. I that didn't think missed. he was gonna miss. Bro, I, I didn't expect to see that, but I do think he just put his foot through it. I, yeah, I really do. But I yeah. respect that. Like, I'm not gonna try yeah, and be facts. facts. Yeah, exactly. Facts. 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 I'm a big I'm a big lad from Sheffield. Yeah. Just put my foot through it, man. And I and I love that straight. And I, I agreed. That was that that celebration. I was like, okay, we might this might be coming home right still. Now. All right, cool. So we've spoken on Luke Shaw and Maguire, two guys who actually played the game from the start. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about um, a couple of players who weren't so lucky. Um, listen, the, these penalties have been analysed to death, so I don't necessarily want us to analyse <laughs> them to death. Um, but just want to get your thoughts. Um, we've discussed it in the group, and the reason I bring it up is because it's actually a point of contention. I'm on. I think I'm on the same side as you, Elijah. Um, Timmy's on the other side. So we we had a conversation around Rashford and well Sancho, who's now being treated like a Man United player, uh, which means everything he's doing has been hyper scrutinised. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. Rashford and Sancho obviously come on. They've then missed the penalties. Um, there's a conversation. Um, there's a conversation around if they should have br- brought on earlier to A, firstly, and here's where I especially agree, um, Elijah. If Southgate knows I'm not having Sterling Ma- Mount take penalties, there's still a portion of the game to actually try and win the game and also to help them settle their nerves. Um, but, Timmy, you're of the opposite opinion, right? That um, I don't fully disagree with Elijah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't um, fully disagree with him. But... Um... For the for um for the situation that we that we had, Southgate obviously knew that if it was if it was gonna go to penalties, he was gonna take off two players obviously that he thought were not comfortable enough to take those penalties, right? And where um where I understand what he was doing is you need to take those players off as close to the end as possible. Because it's likely you're going to take off... Well, he took off the right-back and he took off a centre midfielder. Jordan Henderson, I don't know why he took him off. Like, I completely I completely disagree with... I completely disagree with um, with that one because as a senior player, he should be stepping up to take a penalty, in my opinion. But I understand what he did in the sense that, look, Kyle Walker's not... Um, Kyle Walker's obviously not um, confident enough to take a penalty. Um, Henderson's not confident enough to take a penalty. I've got two young young ballers here that obviously are confident enough and comfortable enough taking penalties in, in these situations. So he was like, look, boom, 
This was before we knew there was three minutes added on. We didn't know, but it was at 120 minutes. That's all I know is when he said, all right, cool. Rashford come on and Sancho come on. The issue is, if he brings these guys on earlier, he needs to bring them on for attacking threats. If he brings them on with 10 minutes left, you can't have 10 minutes of... Um, you can't have 10 minutes of Rashford at right back and Sancho in centre mid. The um the balance is all wrong. So he's 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 um pulled them on, on at the end. Well, I understand what Elijah's point is. It's like bring these two on, bring these two on to try and win the game. At this point, he'd brought on um he'd already brought on Grealish and he'd already brought on Henderson. So um who went off Mount for Grealish? Um no, um who did um, Grealish come on for? Mount. No, sorry, Saka came on as well. So Saka, yeah, yeah. Mount, yeah, yeah. Saka, 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 Mount, and um, Henderson all came on. So Henderson came on for Rice. Saka came on for Trippier. Trippier and um, Finn came on for Mount, and Grealish yeah. came on for Mount. So at this point now, <clears throat> you've brought on two new wide players already. Yeah. So let's say we're 110 minutes. We've got 10 minutes left. He's made these three substitutions already. How do you bring on a Sancho and Rashford and still keep the balance of the team? I mean, if you're going to take Henderson off again, I guess you could go Henderson off, Rashford or Sancho on, and then put Grealish in midfield. But is Grealish going to sit in midfield and defend? Because that's what Rice, that's what um, that's what Henderson and Phillips were doing. It just, for me, it just... It just um thing it the balance is just off, right? Mm -hmm. The balance the balance is just the balance of the team is just off. So that's why I understand why he left it so late. Someone like Sancho, I empathize with him because he's never been in a situation like this before, right? Rashford has as a United player, he has. I'm not buying this, you need to get warm into the game, you need a couple of touches of the ball, blah blah blah. I'm not buying that, bro. Because at the end of the day, at 120, you know why you're coming on. You know you why do, you're coming on. Do you think this is a unique scenario? Yeah, he's had other experience, but uh, a Euros final for England at Wembley, like this is this is th there's no practice for this, oh, man. Yeah, it's the high, it's the highest special moment he's ever been in his career. I completely get that. But he was just in flipping. He was just in. Where did we play that Europa final? Ukraine or something? A couple months ago, slapping his penalty home. You get me? He was in. Um, he was in Paris two years ago in the 93rd minute. Slapping these penalty top bins as well. Like, <clears throat> bro, this is unique for everyone then. So we're going to give Rashford this excuse. Everybody has to have this same excuse. Yeah, I think Because nobody's been in a situation think, like this. Yeah, no, I think I, as I, a senior I player, as a, as, 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 as a senior player and the second best player, penalty taker of the lineup that was left, Rashford should have done better with his penalty. I'm not, I don't he, blame he him for missing. It doesn't everything. upset me. He did everything he apart from him. apart from connect with the ball properly. Exactly. I'm listen. I'm not on Rashford like that. But I can't. I'm not going to say, oh, he came on at one twenty. He weren't warm, right, 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 because he's done everything right apart from strike the ball properly. Because if he rolls it into the corner like he's supposed to, oh, he sat the keeper down and put it into the other corner. That's basically what he did. Yeah. He just didn't connect with the ball properly. If he puts that in, no one's talking this. Oh, you can't bring him on that 120 minutes, take a penalty when he's not warm. They brought him on and he took the penalty. With, like, bro, you know what I mean? Like, bro, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not hearing that because at the end of the day, right, you're just taking a penalty, bro. There's, what do you need to be warm for? 
It's, it's not. It's not about. I just read a, a thread on the analysis of penalty taking, and actually, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it still. Oh, what you um, saw but, that? Um, you saw that thread. I saw, yeah. I saw one earlier still. It's uh, a very, very yeah, good thread. Still. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's there's a bit to it, and I, yeah, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts. Honestly, Sancho, I knew he was missing. I had absolutely no. He didn't look confident. He's done nothing again, in the English bro, shirt. He, bro. He, hit the, he, he, hit, he hit the target, innit? Like, that bro, was a pressure, power league pen. It's just pressure. That was a power, that, that was a power league penalty. Man said one step. Ah, uh, come on, bro. bro. <laughs> it was, it was, and, and the thing is, Donnarumma is a big guy. He's, so big. he's large, bro, man. He's a big guy. Like, oh, I wish we had him in goal instead of the hair, man. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he covers he covers he covers a lot of he covers a lot of ground, man. And then obviously we won't speak on Snaka. Ridiculous for him to be taking the the fifth penalty out of all those groups of players playing. Um, By the way, though, I will just say the hater in me was like, I'm glad that Saka missed because if 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 it was just them two United boys, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I ain't gonna lie, you know I didn't want England to win anyway. Once I see my two black boys miss, yeah? Once yeah. I see Rashford and Sancho miss, yeah? And then I saw Jorginho miss as well. I was like, I was like, shit, yes, yes, yes. And then I saw Saka step up, but it's like, oh, another black boy, man. I wanted yeah. him to score. But when he, when he missed, I couldn't celebrate with the vim that I wanted to celebrate with. <laughs> but trust me, next week, Next week when agendas are flowing, don't hey Saka, bro. You're not you're not <laughs> safe, you know, Doug. No. You're not I, safe, you know, Doug. Because I was week, like, you know what, yeah. I'm ready. You know what, yeah. I was, I, I was speaking in my head, ah, oh, another black guy, but man, the game's the game, man. I'm had I'm bro, you get me. You get me. You look I'm but, making um, me sick. I've got I've got I've got a question for you, man, though. Yeah, so bro. Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish is obviously a step forward and said. I told the gaffer that I wanted to take a penalty and um, mm-hmm. I had a discussion in my other group chat actually because I'm saying if I'm Jack Grealish, I'm telling the gaffer like, yo, like, give me a pen. I want one of the five I'm pens. demanding it, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. I mean, maybe Jack Grealish ain't got sauce like that, right? We know, we know guys maybe don't, like, don't have sauce, like that, sauce like that. But I think you need to, you like, you have to take these decisions out of your gaffer's hand. Like, Bro, these men were getting told to take a penalty, and you, and you know what's funny, right? Pickford was also before um, Greenish in the peck in order six. to take a penalty. Yeah, Crazy. he was after, and then Calvin Phillips was also in the peck in order to take yeah. a penalty before Greenish. And I'm and I'm being told that Shaw and um Shaw and Greenish are the only ones that said, "Yo, I want a pen. Let me take a pen." How are they going to be going eight and ninth? Luke Shaw's confidence was in a hundred thousand. You know what I mean, like, bro? Like. In, in situations like this is not something that you can pick before the game. It's not something that you give to your best penalty takers in training. It's literally man them that are there, 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 right then and there. Bro, Jack Greedish said, I want a pen, right? And he went in the first five. I'm going to the gaffer and I'm saying, yo, no disrespect, take one of them out because I want a pen. Give me the pen. And on top of that, bro, these black boys and the players, fuck it, they know, they knew what would happen if any of those boys missed? They knew. Southgate knew what would happen. You must take this out of their hands. You must. Saka should have never been the fifth penalty. Never. If he was going to take one of the first five, he should have been third. Never, ever should he have been fifth pen. But I'll be honest with you guys as well. really should have taken one. I feel like if Rashford scores, England win. Yeah. I do too. 
Bro, but, I just don't. I, I mean, it's the I, I get the mental side of it as well, but you just can look at it both ways. It's like Rashford yeah, scores, yeah. it uplifts everyone, right? But at the end of the day, like, what is Sancho going to do different because he's a little bit more confident? I reckon bottom left, strokes stro- stro- into the bomb. He can even take it with a bit more sauce, and he can actually afford to know that if I miss, yeah. it's not the end of the. Yeah. It's not the end of the day because we've got another I, penalty I, in the bag. You see, Saka, yeah, Saka's penalty. I knew he was going there, bro. Really, I thought he was left like left. me, bro. I thought he was he's a left like left, me. And the, and the thing is, a lot of a lot of left footers, because left footers are so technically gifted, yeah. A lot of their penalties, they like to just wrap it into the next corner, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like they love to just wrap it into the far corner, but you have to be so precise. You see me, bro. I'm always the corner of my foot, always bottom left, keepers right. I just do. Uh, that's that's where I'm most comfortable. Because when you wrap it, you could wrap it too much. The keeper now also knows you're left-footed, right? It's different with right-footed players. Like, I can't explain it, innit? It's funny. Right-footed players, still... they always go... I always expect them to go bottom-right, right-footed players. And then yeah, when yeah, they yeah, go yeah. bottom-left, it's always like, oh, shit, oh, shit, you went bottom-left. Yeah, right. exactly. But because left-footed players are seen as like more techie in that, probably. There's less of us about blah, blah, blah. So they're always... Bro... I think Donnarumma as well. He just had he just had guys numbers in it. I think Bro. he just had. He, he what just do you had think of him? What do you think of numbers? him? Because he's a, he's a keeper that obviously he's gone to PSG now. But he had a lot of like people saying he wasn't good, and he's obviously been named player of the tournament now. What was you lot's read on him based on this performance this this um, summer? I think he's always been good. He's always been very good as well. But um, it's hard when you're at um, a team like Milan that doesn't win anything, and on top of that, like. He was slight. He'd slightly been carrying the burden of the whole team on his back for like three years because he was this outstanding young keeper that um, that was destined to to be great because he was that good. He's been first choice keeper since he was sixteen years old. So um, and again, you get these inconsistencies from from um, from young from young lads. Do you know what I mean? Um, but overall, as a goalkeeper, like he's like the heir to Buffon kind of thing. Like he's He's going to be a top, top keeper, if not already a top, top keeper now. He's very, very good. And he proved it in this tournament as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's, fam, people need to understand, this guy's 22 and he's literally been playing first team for six years. Like, he's young, he was going to make mistakes. And then there was a whole thing with the contract extension with, with Milan fans as well. That, that really unsettled him as well. But he... I think the last two, three years he flew under the ra- the radar a little bit. Maybe that 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 was good for him. Helped him to build up confidence. And now Mi- Milan are better. They're getting back to where they should be. And it's yeah, he's just good. Like any time the ball is like, if, if, if the ball is hung up in the air, he's coming to get it, and that's it. Like it's done. And like his penalty save um, percentage is ridiculous. He saves one in three. He's won all his penalties shoot, shoot out like he in his whole career. Yeah, yeah, five man. Yeah, five. Wow. So he's won all of them. He like like one in three penalties he saves. Like that is that is ridiculous. Like he's he is a good. He's a really good goalkeeper, and it's very strange that he was able to. It felt like PSG were able to get him kind of unopposed because I feel like on a three that is. That is a very easy sign to make. But um, yeah, he is re- really, really good. Um, going back to the penalty thing. Um, yeah, man, I just feel like what T- Timmy said is right. I feel like 
the ma- the, the the manager go going to pick people is just ridiculous. It, it it makes it makes no sense. It's about how the player feels in, in the moment, and like it's even worse because if you think about it, he's saying that Grealish and Sterling were eight for ninth and that. So if Sterling was that low down on the list, how could you not switch him out for a Sancho or a Rashford uh, earlier on? Because if, if he's that low down on your list, then he's not a, he's not a proper penalty taker. Yeah. So and you're not so, expected to get that far down the list. It's true. Exactly. Actually. So why? So why did he stay on the pitch? Because okay, it's fine. Sterling's a very important important player for England, but in a sense. Rashford could come on and do a very similar job to him. So it was for me. It's weird seeing seeing the order it was picked in, and then it, it it just makes no sense. And I feel like because of the way the game went, so because he had so because he felt like he had to change the four at the back, he had to take he had to take off um Trippier. So that for me w- 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 would have definitely been one of the five tenth penalty takers. Mount was thinking up, so I feel like he had to take off Mount. Uh, Another one, I think, was another another one of the the penalty takers as well. And then I'm not sure if Rice would have been. I mean, Rice does has taken penalties for West Ham before and stuff like that. So maybe it's like he took off a lot of the people that he 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 would have had in, in his top five, and then he, and then he basically just started to scramble around. But yeah, I mean that that just thinks of poor planning for me. But like you said, in that. F- in that um, thread today, it, it generally looked like he was picking based on that thread because he had Sancho, Saka, and Rashford. The under last twenty threes, yeah. <laughs> under twenty threes attackers, uh, they hadn't played the full game as well. Like it, mm. it, it basically felt like he was reading that that, that thread. So, yeah, for me, it was just a big shit show. He re- he really fucked up with that penalty penalty shootout, and it's really good because. <laughs> No, no, it's really good. No, no, no. Do what, do what. Yeah, it's it's really good because at the end of the day, this comfort, this confirmation bias with with England, the whole tournament has been ridiculous. Any any decision he has made, because England have won, it it's been the right decision. I was just right. that, that, that makes no sense. Much. Yeah, that makes no sense. So I mean, at least now they were, they were able to see that that fuck that that setup was crap, and the and the way. England have played this tournament with with the amount of talent they've had has been bullshit, man. It's actually been bullshit, but yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's that's the Euros. Let's let's get on to this week's this week's news. So um obviously with the tournament being over, it's pretty much a, a, a known secret at this point. But obviously we're we're signing Jaden Sancho. I don't think there's too much more we need to say about that. He played uh, he started one game in a Euros, he was okay. Uh we didn't see very much of it until yesterday um the new latest news has come out today though um we've signed eric ramsey 29 year old um coach and um, very very highly rated he's coming in to train players um individually one-on-one and also to train players um in terms of the set pieces of the whole team um so i'm gonna ask you two question i'll start with you timmy if you had to pick three players for him to coach individually and pick what he'd be coaching them on who would you pick and why? I'd pick Rashford decision making. Well, I guess you can't coach decision making. Um, maybe actually. Yeah, I'm gonna say Rashford decision making. Um, I would say 
McTom defensive positioning and I would say Lindelof aggression I know those are like quite specific um specific things but if we're if we're speaking in in an ideal world then that's what I I would hope that he could bring so yeah um rational decision making uh Tom defensive positioning and Lindelof aggression Cool. And how about you, Elijah? What what three players would you pick and what would he be coaching them on? Um, I feel like Greenwood with his movement. Mm-hmm. Um... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Bruno with his common sense. <laughs> um... Oh my god. That's <laughs> common sense. This common, this, it's hey, not common, bro. Don't not kill common, me, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then maybe um uh maybe I'm Fred with um like um his first touch. Fred with like his first touch. Listen, they're talking about Fred, they're saying he was hooping. I watched the Cop America final. Firstly, mm. awful game of awful game of football for the first part. Secondly, <laughs> he was he was absolutely atrocious. Bro, absolutely he was dreadful. atrocious. He absolutely was dreadful. Atrocious. Fantastic. So I was believing you lot, and then I went to watch it, and I just saw the same old Fred. So I said you lot. I didn't ever back nah, Fred. Not, I said, not you lot. Not you lot. Oh, I said, you mean you two in general? I mean, like, okay, 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 okay. I saw the same. I saw the same old Fred. I knew it. I knew it. I knew bro, South bro. American football couldn't be that much in the mud, bro. Across the uh, across the aisle, I've watched Rodrigo Paul show us what real midfield players, man. <laughs> bro, bro I, I don't think I understand. I don't think I understand. Bra- Brazil just started having good midfielders recently, bro. Like they they don't do midfield in South America. They they, they just fight there. That, 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 that's all they do. Like there, there are no midfields there, bro. Like Fred is just a calamity. And I, fam, I knew that. All this gas about him playing, ah, oh, he's playing it in a 4 3 3, he's playing further ahead. I, then, I didn't care as soon as they face like a decent team because the rest of South America, they, that oh, that place has, go, has gone to the mud recently. I don't know how, but it's gone to the mud. But as soon as they face Argentina, who have a bit of t- tactical nows, the guy gets shown up. Crumbled. The guy, Crumbled. The, the, the guy got dragged out half time, and I, I and I saw his first half stats, they were just hella zeros, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh, bro, the, oh, only one, the, the only one, the only one he had was a yellow card, bro. 
They don't win no jewels. They don't make no tackles. They don't win no aerial balls. But he had one yellow card. Oh, Get out man. of here, bro. Set that. try to tell me this guy's in QDL, bro. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> nah, nah. Get but the other one, the other worst thing is, is, is that the same man that will try and chat about Pogba at international tournaments, but trying to bring me Fred. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. Get, get out of here. Nah, that guy, big fools. But you know what? Let um let um Ramsey work on on his first touch, and then maybe he might be a good left back. <laughs> cool. Oh, all right. Next one. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about Rafael Varane again. The, the rumors are looking really strong. I think it's Fabrizio. I saw uh, mentioned that um, uh, Real Madrid have allowed us to talk to him. Obviously, we know teams talk to players before, but we've been allowed to talk to him. I'm seeing 55 million euros. He didn't have the best euros, um, but how how would we feel about that that player coming in? What do you, what do you think it means potentially? I don't think he's. I don't think he's world class. You know, I mean, he's had a. Apparently, he's had, had a bad season. There's que- there's questions about the mental side of his game, but um, I, I just feel like that's just an that's just an, like an envir- environment thing. So, even you've seen it with Pogba, he was not this type of leader or this big character at Juventus. He comes to United, he feels the pressure, and he tries to grow into that role. Even with Maguire, you've seen like. They they basically put that pressure on him, and he is basically he he's trying to grow in that role, and I feel like Varane maybe taking a it it will essentially be a step down in pressure because you can't recreate the pressure of Madrid, so maybe just taking that step down where he knows like he is he will be a big star in the squad. I feel like it might grow him in terms of that mental side, and. I just think, personally, I just think it's a perfect fit for um, Man United. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, we got him ten, 10 years too late. And if we did get him that time, we wouldn't have Phil Jones. So, you know, the universe really stitched us up with that one. But if we do get him now, I'll I'll be ecstatic because I feel like I feel like our back line will be close. It'll, it'll be close. I mean, Wambasaka, you can work. You can try to work around. Um, Shaw is much better now. Maguire is looking much better now, and then that would really only leave the goalkeeping situation, which is a, which is like a mess right now. But I mean, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Timmy? Um, Elijah's pretty much covered it. To be honest with you, Mm. as he tends to do quite regularly. Cool. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking, bro. Let me talk. Let me talk. I'm joking. Okay, and um, obviously the other one that we're linked to, Eduardo Camavinga, that seems to have stalled. One minute he wants PSG, then he wants Real, then he wants us, and then Chelsea. So, um, do we see that one actually happening? That, that, that one goes, I think so. Say that again. One of you. I just said 50 yeah, 50. And I think that if Pogba goes, then he'll come. I don't mm. buy this whole um, he's not being brought as a replacement for Pogba stuff. Okay, you think he's explicitly been brought in to replace Pogba, yeah? Yeah. And, how, and I guess since we're here, and um, we obviously saw him hooping, playing basketball and that, um, 
who sees Pogba leaving this summer? The PSG link seems to be getting stronger and stronger, boys. Yeah, I, I think he's gone this summer, man. <clears throat> it's the only time I... you can cash in because he's not going to sign a new contract, bro. Yeah, but I don't think PSG are going to give us the money we want, and I think we're going to be stubborn with, with it. PSG yeah. haven't spent PSG haven't spent no money yet. I don't think. I... And they've already brought in three players. <laughs> Three, yeah. three players that vastly improved their team, by the way. I, I mean, they got so, her, her they, they got her Hakimi for like 50 or something. Oh, yeah, sorry, Hakimi. Hakimi, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So, so Hakim, I think they're still a bit in the bank because they didn't yeah. pay for Ramos, they didn't pay for Donnarumma, and they didn't pay for Wijnaldum. Now, they can say, all right, cool, we'll give you what you paid for Pogba. Well, fuck it, we'll give you 80 mil. Give us, give us cool. Because that yeah. one more signing, super team, bro. Brooklyn Nets, facts. I feel like with the, I feel like it's less so about um, the money for the transfer. I feel like it's the wages because Ramos, Donnarumma, Wijnaldum, that's basically that they are going to be on a lot. And then there's Hakimi as well. And then Pogba, if, if they get him, he's, he's going to be on a lot as well. So I feel like it, I think it's more with the wages, but I think with PSG, there's just a state of flux right now because the Mbappe thing isn't sorted out yet, and that could yeah. that could um sway the whole Pogba thing. So, I mean, yeah, with Kamavinga, um, apparently it it is his agents that want him to go to England, but he wants to stay in Paris because okay. his agent um is Bell's agent and Shaw's okay. agent as well so okay. and when um he done that interview with the athletic with Mino Raiola he was saying ah oh, the Premier League will be a great will be a great next step for Camavinga there are clubs interested there so so I feel like he wants to use he wants the he wants to use the Prem as a as a stepping stone to like a Real Madrid or a PSG rather than go straight there with Camavinga, but I feel like Camavinga wants to stay in France. So, what I mean, you, yeah. What do you think? Do you think so? Do you think he ends up leaving? You said 50 50, yeah. No, no. So, apparently, he's definitely leaving this summer. It's like he, he definitely because because Rens need the money and he's not going to sign a new contract. So, he's definitely leaving this summer. The problem is, is where he's going to go, and we'll just have to see about that. I'm not as confident with that one. And if he doesn't come, then I feel like we're we're not getting a midfielder, and I feel like that will be pretty much our summer done. It will just be Sancho, Varane, and then that's it. Yeah. Cool. All right, that's fine. So let's uh, finish up with listeners' questions. I mean, we need we need a midfielder. Fred cannot be starting for us for for us next season. Um, so I'm hoping something happens. I'm seeing all lots of names. I'm not seeing us linked to enough of them, but yeah, the hope is that we bring somebody in. So, so let's start with um, some listeners' questions. The first one is from Kim Patchy, um, but the A is a four and the I is a one. Um, how do you expect us to start this season compared to last, given Rashford will most likely miss a few weeks with surgery? No idea where Stancher mindset is at after his miss. Goalkeeper situation unknown. Maguire and Shaw Perrin looking sublime. Well, Greenwood's going to start. Um, definitely. Greenwood's going to be in the team. McTom's going to be in the team. Henderson Wambasaka's going to be in the team. 
Martial will be like in the Maguire. team. Yeah, Martial will be in the team and Cavani. Uh, I think Sancho is going to. I don't think he means lineup. I mean, like the start of the season to like performances, sort of thing. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Performances. Um. Well, we've got Leeds first game of the season. Um. That's a big one. Yeah. This. That's a start as you mean to go on kind of thing. I'm going to that game as well, so we better not lose. (laughs) Um. Bro, I think it's hard. It's hard um to know what to expect. It w- it will be interesting to see like the work that these men are putting on the training ground. Put it that way. Um, yeah. I, w- yeah. I can't wait to see what Greenwood's like after having three months off. I can't wait to see how he performs. I can't wait to see what um, Wambasaka's like. I know Tellers is probably going to start at left back for the first couple of games. I want to see what he's doing as well. Um, for me, if we could get seven points from our first three games then I'll be happy with that. But I don't expect to see stellar performances. I think maybe, hopefully, some individual brilliance can see us through a lot of those games. So, yeah. Um, Martial, bro, I started backing you again. I'm looking for you to carry, my guy. Why did you start backing him, by the way? Was that a banter? Oh. Or... No, 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 no. It's not a banter. No. I believe he's going to do well, bro. He's oh, If we're being like, if we're keeping it a buck, like, he can never have a season as bad as he had last season, innit? Agreed. Like, I was just super frustrated at him because, like, it just seemed like all the chances he were missing were, like, crucial chances, isn't it? That, like, cost us something, which is what made me stop liking him. And I'm not going to lie, the Champions League thing against PSG just annoyed me even more. Like, that's the main um, the main miss that I have in my head when I think of Martial and his bad season. But he's never going to be this bad. He hasn't played since, what, March, um, Elijah? Yeah, because he got... He hasn't played since done. March. International duty. Yeah. So what? April, May, June, July, August. Five months, bro. And he's leaner now as well. Like, looks like he's lost weight, bro. I'm expecting. Listen, black gloves, no smile. Get me. Ice cold. Listen, I'm back. It's nine a.m. <laughs> you made me sick, bro. Uh, bro <laughs> it but, is um... what it is, man. What about you, Elijah? Um, how, how do you see us starting? Um, this gonna be interesting because, to be honest, we've only had one proper preseason under Oli, and that was the one in 2019. So he came in midway. L- last summer wasn't really a preseason, so it'll be interesting to see because it'll be because I really actually want to see some progression in terms of the way we play and the taxes and stuff like that. And hopefully, this Ramsey guy who comes in, hopefully, he helps it with that. But um, in terms of the start, I'm not expecting much. We've got, to be fair, we've got quite a decent start. We've got Leeds, Southampton, Wolves, Newcastle and West Ham and Villa. So I feel like we, we, we can get a few points on the board. They're not they're not like shit teams, but they're not the greatest. So I feel like we get a few points on the board. But personally, I really want to see progression in terms of the way we play because I can't, I can't go through a, another season of of that England bullshit. I, I can't stand it, man. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. So, uh, where, where does your faith in Oli... Do you have faith in Oli? Sorry, it's a question I should be asking. I'm implying you do. Do you have faith in Oli to turn it around? No, I don't. Because he's been linked to a new contract, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's going to get a new contract. His, his contract's up next year. There's no way. Unless Oli is a very self-aware man 
I don't think there's no way that he doesn't sign a new contract. If he's very self-aware and he thinks, I've taken this club as far as I can, let me dip before I b- before my stocks dip, then fam, more more power to him. But I feel like he's gonna get a new new contract and it'll be like, Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of him. I like him as a man and as a man manager and what he's what what he's done for sure and just a lot of the players that Mourinho tried to kill for some reason. But um yeah man, I'm not a fan. Fair enough, fair enough, brother. Cool. Uh next question is from Sweet Chin Melody. At what age does a player stop getting referenced as young? We saw it with Lingard. Are we seeing the same thing happen to Rashford? Does being young even matter when you've been a season pro for four or five years? No. Being young doesn't matter. It's it's experience more than age, but age plays a factor when you're not super experienced. I don't see Rashford as young anymore. He's 23, man. Yeah. You stop being young when, I guess like 22 years old, I'd say maybe. Like 22... 23 at the maximum is the last year that you can really be calling someone a young player kind kind of thing. Um, I think we all get we all get annoyed when 24-year-olds win young player of the, the season. Like, bro, like these guys aren't young no more. So why are they why are they winning it? So yeah, I'd say at the very at the very worst, 23 years old. But me, I'm saying 22, I'm not really calling you a youngster no more. Once you hit 22, I'm not really calling you a youngster no more. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like I I kind of agree, but I feel like twenty twenty two to twenty four, like it's fine if there are still some growing pains there because like development okay. is yeah. the the, the, the development experience. You mean. Yeah. yeah, so like de- development isn't linear. You you can improve at any stage and stuff like that. So that's yeah, fine. Okay. As soon as you get to twenty four and that, it's like brother, come on, stop. Like yeah, even yeah. with. I'm I'm glad they've stopped it with Martial as well. Like there was there was a time for a bit. Like this guy was 24, 25, and they're, they're still putting him with a young a young player thing. Yeah, and yeah. for me, they need to stop it with Rashford because I'm seeing him being put with Foden and Saka and mm-hmm. Greenwood, and that's just an Agba. That's just a Agba Agba thing, bro. I'm like nah. One said Agba. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that hey, that is it, it like it's bare weird, it man. Is. Like Rashford has literally been playing since he was like eighteen, like, and he was, was a young eighteen as well. Like, yeah. come on, bro! It's been five. It's, lit, it's been about five years now. Like the guy's not young anymore. He's played a lot of football, even if it's off the bench. He's played in a lot of important games. He's gone to loads of tournaments, Champions League games, Europa League finals, multiple times. Like, mm. nah, nah, nah. He's he, he's not young anymore, and people need to stop doing it. And like, I even saw a bit today where they were trying to baby him, and like, I, I understand it to a point because of the reaction on social social media. So it wasn't a baby a baby thing; it was just more a reaction to that. But then the way that people talk about him is like, nah, man, nah. Yeah, and he's got over three hundred appearances at the highest level. Yeah, so let's let's give the guy some. Never, you'll never occasion no more. Yeah, exactly. Facts. Um, another question from Sweet Chin Melody: Can we have a discussion on how players like Tarkowski were listed better than Maguire by TLF members, and no fight back was given by Muga members? Smiley face. Where does Maguire now rank in you guys' list? I mean, I, I don't oh, care about. Brother. 
I don't care about car oh, I can't brother. lie. Bro, <laughs> man. But this These is the game, never though. Learn, you know though, this though. is the game, though, to me. No, yeah, but it's but fine. They never learn, fam. They never learn. Bro, last season, and I mean the season before the one that we've just finished, yeah, he went through a spell where he was looking good again. I remember because I, I was saying I had I might have to retract I might have to retract my Maguire out agenda. And then what happened when he got back from Greece, fam? Stunk up the place for time. Like, please, let's I want to see a solid one solid, solid season from Maguire at a level that these man think he is. Bro, I had guys telling me that Maguire was top five centre backs in the world the other day. I had man telling me Maguire was the best. Centre back in the world the other day, so please, like, let's not, let's not just do this right now. Like, yeah. let's let's enjoy, let's enjoy. Listen, from my perspective, I put my hands up. I didn't think he had this in him. He showed a good period of, let's say, let's say six months. Timmy might disagree, but let's say six months of good form. Like the same way, um, I was on Shaw's case. I need to at least see a year before I can be like, okay, this is now your new level. So let's give it again to next January. If he's still playing at this level, then things need to be revised. But listen, credits, all credits due to him. Listen, he came to the biggest club in the country for a humongous transfer fee. And he looks like he's settled in and he's looking comfortable. He's looking like a leader. Um, and he's looking like one half of what can potentially be a partnership that wins big titles. And uh, a, a year ago, if you told me that, I'd told, tell you you were smoking weed. So um, he's he's done a lot. He's done a lot in terms of instilling confidence in him. So um, long may it continue. At the end of the day, this pod is called Make United Great Again. And if players turn around and prove us wrong um, to the benefit of our club, we'll be more than happy to put our hands up. But yeah. I mean, that's not true for me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect that. Every every club pod needs a villain and your eyes are like that. Cool. Um, let's join this from Ayavelli. Should Luke Shaw be held to the standards of a world-class player now? given the tournament and season he just had. Look, yes. man, he's... Ugh, bro, look, he's had a very good season and since he came back from injury... Since he won his space back from Brandon Williams at the back end of the season before, he's been pretty decent. He had that bad spot at the start of last season and then he's been pretty, he's been pretty decent since then. But, fam, world class is more than that, bro. Like, even with Shaw, like... The amount of times he fouls someone just because he cannot be bothered to run back is is so fucking annoying. Like, bro, just do just do your job. Like, just do your job and just like like run, run back with the man rather than just fouling him because that's why he gets so many yellow cards. Like, he gets so many yellow cards for no reason because he, because he would rather foul someone and just reset because he can't be bothered. Like, stuff like that pisses me off. Yeah. But but from time. That is my only complaint about him right now compared to more than a year ago where there were so many flaws in his game. He's done really well. To be to be world-class, you need to be putting up. You, you need to be doing it more consistently and you need to be doing it at the, at the top level. And you need, you need to be playing in a way that your peers at left-back, you are outshining them. I'm not seeing sure I'm, I'm thinking this guy's clear of like a like a like a um Tierney, like a Mendy, like a like a fucking Robertson. Robertson. So fam, I'm like, bro, come on. He's better. Nah. Than, he's better than Tierney, bro. And listen, I, fam, I, I might start arguing he's better than Robertson as well. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. bro. The, but 
bro, I mean, for me, sure, TNE, that's just uh, that's like a toss up right now for me. So it's like, you know what, we'll, sure, we'll, sure, whatever. sure, sure's a world class left back. How many left backs can you say in world football are categorically better than him right now in terms of form? But because for me, for me, there is a difference between having world-class form and being a world-class left-back because I need that consistency thing and I need it at the but top level. I, I, I want to know who you think, like, not even form-wise, who you think is a categorically better left-back than him. For me, I think Robertson is. Robertson, you would say. I'd agree with you. Um, And do you know what? Ugh, they're just not... That's um, it, right? <sighs> That's it. I, I, so I actually... a cluster of guys after Robertson, right, basically. For me, I think, being in there. I think Lucas Hernandez. I think he's quality. Um, um, Milan, Milan, Lucas Hernandez. No, no, that's um, oh, Bayern. Yeah, that's, Bayern. Um, I think he's quality. Theo, yeah, Milan. Yeah. yeah, that's Theo. Theo's good. Uh, I like oh, bro. Lucas Hernandez is a is a um is a decent shout. I haven't seen enough of him. Um, because he's always injured. To know. Well, there you go. Then he's he's always injured, but I mean. But even then, he comes back in big games. He still performs at the highest level. Like that's the thing. Like even for France in the World Cup, he 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 was really good. Like I can I I can trust uh, Lucas to come in Champions League quarterfinal and perform. Sure, Not do yet. we know that yet? That, uh, that's he was a little bit shocking back end of this season as well. No, no, no. He, he as soon as Maguire got injured, he looked lost. But I mean. That whole the back line looked lost without, without Maguire. So yeah, look look at look at where we are, eh? Who would have who would have thought it? Hey, <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> uh, final question from Jay Simon: What is nine AM's future at United looking like, or will he be shipped out, Elijah? Who? Nine AM. Nah, he, he won't be shipped out because he's on too much my money. To be honest, no one's gonna pay. He's on two hundred fifty k. Uh, he's not gonna take a drop down. United aren't gonna pay a bit of his wages to get him off the books. He's gonna stay. But um, mm. I mean mm. that's it. I'm hearing I mean, hundred mil plus two players for Kane. If if that's if that's real, if that's the case, then... I just don't think Martial goes to Spurs. I, I... <laughs> so that that's the thing. That, that's you why. I yeah, I don't get these swap deals because they act like the players don't. <laughs> Don't have leverage. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they have to go. They they actually have a choice whether to go or not. I think the the only reason why it worked with um San, Sanchez and Mkhitaryan is because we made um, Mkhitaryan scared. So he was like, if I don't go, they 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 don't get Sanchez and 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 then the fans will start will start to hate me. And I, and I thought fair enough. And plus he had that beef from Mourinho and stuff like that. So it's cool. But um, yeah, man, I I. I think uh, it's not a thing of. I don't think we can replace the quality of Mar- Marshall. I just don't think we would have it high enough on our pri- priority list to sell him right now. So it just makes no sense to me. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I guess with that, guys, I'm gonna thank you for your time this evening. Um, preseason started again. Um, and the season will be starting in a few weeks. So things are going to ramp up really, really quickly. If you haven't already subscribed to the Patreon, subscribe. I know every week we say we're putting more content on there, but we're putting more, con- we're putting more content on there. Believe me, believe me. Um, Timmy, always a pleasure. 
Elijah, always a pleasure too, bro. Thank you. Uh, even though you refuse to host today. Um, I that. <laughs> just, just for today, I want to be a guest just to get my shit off about England, man. I'm so and glad. You and, you, and you did I'm it really so well, bro. I'm so glad they um, lost, man. Before, before we wrap up, yours truly is just, uh, well, I say yours truly, Pogba has just um, put up a, um, a post on Instagram. So he's got pictures of um, Rashford, Sancho and Saka. And I'll just read to you what he says in it. Um, so he says, I'm proud of you. You win some, you lose some. You took the courage to take the penalties and you showed your worth to help your country reach the final. We cannot tolerate or stand for racism anymore and we never will stop combating it. Your boy should hold your head high and be proud of your confidence. You are examples of the beautiful game. Never forget that. Be proud of yourselves. The world of football is proud of you. That's my captain, fam. <laughs> That's my captain. That is the most. That's my captain. That is the most poetic ending of any touchline fracker episode I've heard in my life. (laughs) My my captain. C U P P. God will bless you, man. God will bless you, man. Nice work, boys. Can't really say more than that. Peace. Peace. Rashford. He's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.